0: On behalf of Hospice of the Piedmont, welcome to this episode of the E-Series, an educational podcast aimed at engaging our community, exploring relevant topics, and educating about ways to connect with our organization. Funding for the E-Series is provided by the Dr. John A. Lusk Fund for Hospice and Palliative Care Education. My name is Ryan Biagini, and I am your host. In today's episode, Trent Cockrum, CEO of Hospice of the Piedmont, is joined by Mark Hensley, Executive Director for Randolph Senior Adults Association. Mark leads this organization as it engages with and supports the senior population that resides in Randolph County's expansive 800 square mile landscape. Together Trent and Mark will take a look at rural considerations the organization faces as well as the creative strategies and programs they've incorporated that focus on these considerations including reducing isolation and building community in an effort to cultivate social and mental well-being within the aging population. Let's listen in.
1: Mark, it is so good to see you today. I'm so glad that you are joining us for uh, this current episode um, and, you know, I appreciate so very much what you do and what Randolph Senior Adult Association does. And we're so appreciative of the partnership that our organization has with you all. But, you know, let's just open up the conversation to tell folks a little bit about what your organization does.
2: Well, first of all, Trent, thanks so much for having me. I'm, uh, we, we're we very blessed to have a, a great relationship with hospice. And so it's, it's a pleasure to be a part uh, of this podcast. Um, yeah, uh, Randolph Senior Adults uh, uh, has been serving the senior adult population of Randolph County for 48 years. Wow. We do that in a number of ways. Uh, first of all, we have five centers located around the community uh, to serve seniors. We have a center in Archdale, one in Ashboro, one in Liberty, one in Randleman, and then we have an adult daycare facility called Our Place Adult Daycare that's also located in Asheboro. Um, many seniors um, know us or, or population knows us because they've heard of the meal programs that uh, most senior associations provide. And, and right. we do that as well. Uh, there are uh, two types of meals primarily. One is called congregate meals. And those are meals where a senior is able to come in and participate um, uh, in a meal and the activities that we have underway in that center. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday and they can come in every day and have a meal and participate in activities if they wish. Uh, the The requirements uh, for a meal uh, for the congregate program is you must be 60 years of age uh, and that's it. There's no uh, income requirements. There's no socioeconomic consideration we do uh, do a home assessment uh, on the individual to make sure we understand your dietary uh, requirements and uh, any health issues that we need to consider. The second uh, meal program, which people are very familiar with, is called Meals on Wheels, and that's a program where a client needs to be at least sixty years of age and homebound, so they're no longer able to be out and about in the community, um, and so. Uh, getting a meal delivered to them on a daily basis is very critical for a number of reasons. Uh, But we depend upon community volunteers to deliver those meals, uh, again, Monday through Friday, uh, which has so many benefits beyond just a nutritious meal. I would mention all of our meals must meet one third of the daily USDA requirements. So you're getting your proteins and your vegetables and your fruits, uh, all of those things that, that we all need. Uh, But we're required to do that. They're dietitian approved uh, before they uh, ever go out. Mm -hmm. So meals and activities, activities can include the things that would come to mind, such as fitness, arts and crafts. Uh, Yes, bingo is uh, very popular with seniors. Super important, Mark. Super important. It it really is. I call our seniors professional bingo players because (laughs) they, they do take it seriously. Uh, but but there's some other things that we we focus on. We we offer yoga. We offer tai chi. Uh, we do offer fitness classes. Uh, we offer basic computer skills to assist seniors who are maybe a little bit intimidated with uh, a computer. But if we can work with a senior and help them get more comfortable with being connected maybe it gives them an opportunity to something like Facebook or FaceTime yeah. to be more engaged in their family's lives. Uh, potentially, they have grandchildren that live out of state that they only see once or twice a year. Right. And by get, uh, being more comfortable uh, with a computer, they're able to uh, be more engaged in those grandchildren's uh, lives. Uh, we, we have a program uh, for senior cheerleading, which uh, is one of my favorite. And- <laughs> We um, we have seniors who train and practice their routines. Uh, they have uh, uniforms, and then they go out to assisted living uh, facilities and try to put smiles on people's faces by doing cheers. So there's a there's a wealth of opportunity out there. We're do- offering cooking classes, partnering with wow. Randolph County's Cooperative Extension uh, Division. Uh, you know, if you're if you're single and living at home. Cooking for one can be really challenging, and so we've we've partnered with the Cooperative Extension, and twice a month we're offering cooking classes, uh, and uh, and we're having tremendous um, uh, participation uh, in that program as well. So all kinds of activities uh, to help uh, continue uh, that one of our mottos: lifelong learning is uh, a part of our mission. Another thing that we do here at Senior Adults is we provide transportation. Now, this is a bit unique for Senior Adults Associations. Trent, as you know, Randolph County uh, does not have public transportation. Right. And so um, it's pretty critical for seniors uh, you, you, to retain that independence of being able to go where they need to go. So we have a, a, a an arm of our uh, organization called RCATS and we have 20 uh, what we call light transit vehicles that uh, serve randolph county and another eight vehicles in montgomery county we run monday through friday we take uh, folks to uh, doctor's appointments we take them shopping we we take students to randolph community college we actually go out of county um uh, to to various hospitals for those folks that maybe need to go to Baptist or, or Duke or the VA, uh, we have specific days of the week where we go out of county. Uh, so um, we try to do that. Uh, there's a misconception that uh, RCATS is only for senior adults, but the reality is it's open to anyone of, of all ages. If you're under 18, you must, um, you must have a parent or guardian to to ride with you. But if you're over 60 years of age, uh, most of the trips for our cats are free of charge. There's no cost for doing that. And then the last area that I, I like to focus on about services we provide is through our Information and Options Counseling Division. And they primarily focus in two areas. One is senior health insurance. Um, Medicare insurance is extremely complex and complicated. And so we have certified counselors who can walk uh, senior adults through that process and make sure even if you're already signed up for Medicare, are you still in the right program? Uh, is your prescription drug program still the right one for your needs today? And the other thing that they focus on uh, primarily is caregiver support. And, and that is that uh, that critical piece that, that hospice um, has a significant role in and Senior Adults here also tries to support uh, that very challenging position. And if for your listeners that have b- ever been in that role or in that role today, it's extremely challenging. So where do I go for support and, and assistance when I'm in that that role? So those, are, those that's just a quick overview
1: of some of the things that we do at Randolph Senior Adults. I mean, that is so much robust support, you know as I listened to you talk, Mark, um, you know, th- this thought really came to my mind that, that what you all provide to folks who are connected to your organization is really sort of practical life support with a healthy dose of great socialization. I mean, you are helping people navigate um, some really, you know, difficult things like health insurance, for example. I mean, that's something that um, that that people struggle with for you know their the entirety of their lives understanding it because it's complicated and it even gets a little more complicated as you you know as you arrive at, at an age of medicare eligibility because you have lots of different options and you've got to sort of figure this out because it's not this is not exactly the same as open enrollment when you were working right um, and so having folks who are experts in that um, I think is is really um, impactful. One of the things I want to ask you about, though, um, you know, so much thinking about um, just what came into my mind as you were talking is the incredible amount of social support that you all are providing just for being able to connect um, your participants to one another or the broader community. Um, around them. I mean, how impactful is that? I mean, what does, what does that what does that actually mean for your participants? What is the response you get from them?
2: That's a that's a great point, Trent. Um, when we talk about meals and we talk about seniors needing a nutritious meal, they need their proteins and their vegetables and their fruits and their milk for strong bones and things of that nature, equally as important as a nutritious meal, and I can't overemphasize this is the social connection human interaction aspect. Right. And so um the the congregate aspect of coming in for a meal to at one of our five centers or participating in activities you're going to get that social connection human interaction by coming into the center and interacting with other senior adults that that are in uh doing the same thing on that day. For the meals on the wheels client, that homebound client, that's a little more tricky. And so if I'm um, at home and I'm alone, I don't have other family living with me, then how do I get that social connection? And one of the um, ways that we can do that is through that community volunteer mm-hmm. that serves your meal every day. I, I, I like to say to volunteers, the toughest job you will have is not finding somebody's home or delivering the meal In many cases, it's getting off the front porch because seniors want to engage with you because in many cases, you're the only human interaction they will have that day. And so you let that sink in a minute and think about it. uh, that's um, That's pretty significant that maybe five or 10 minutes with a community volunteer bringing my meal to me is my only human interaction for the day. So it's it's extremely uh, important, extremely significant to uh, the individual's overall health. If if you're not engaging with other individuals uh, from time to time, depression can can set in, which leads to other physical issues, uh, illnesses, uh, and we can we can have a real snowball effect there simply by not being engaged uh, with with other other individuals.
1: Sure. I mean, that, make, that makes total sense. We know that sort of from our own life's experience that socialization is incredibly important for our general health and well-being. Um, when we aren't socially engaged, the more isolated we become, uh, you know, the more difficult it is for us to engage uh, in sort of the outside world that we rely on to to do the things that we rely on. So that make us, that make us a a well person. And so when you think about um, losing some independence, for example, like being homebound um, and not being able maybe to drive anymore, that really matters. So it becomes even more important. So I want to ask you to back up for just a moment. You mentioned RCATS and you mentioned what all um, RCATS does. Um, And, you know, does it play an equally important role in supporting socialization? I mean, that's a real basic question, but I think an important one just the same.
2: It, it certainly does, Trent. Um, the many of our congregate clients, the senior adults who come into one of our five centers, they get to a center by via cats. So they may no longer drive or may not have a family or close member by who can, Daily bring them uh, into the center. And so we set them up with um, uh, kind of a regular pickup uh, that we pick them up at a certain time in the morning, bring them into, say, the Archdale Center. They participate in activities and meals of the day, and then we take them home. It is a a door-to-door service. It is not... um, A lot of people like an ARCATS to maybe it's a bus route. It is not. A bus route, you typically have to make your way to a bus stop location. Well, if you can't get to the bus stop, then the transportation at the bus stop does you no good. Right. right. Uh, uh RCATS is a door-to-door. So we're gonna we're gonna pull up in your driveway, we're gonna pick you up, we're gonna take you where you need to go, and then we're gonna bring you home. But so so many of our clients that that actually come in uh, for those activities are dependent upon RCATS. To do that, um it could be um, I need to go shopping uh, I, I need to go to the grocery store and something as simple as that and you know, whether they wherever they choose to go, we take them there and just being out and about in the community with other shoppers uh you know is 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 certainly impacting that isol- feelings of isolation when I'm sitting at home all by myself.
1: And feelings of dependency too. I mean, you you Uh, have a certain amount of independence when you're able to go out and do those things.
2: Yeah, we've used the word uh, independence a great deal, and when when a senior um, is no longer um, realistically able to drive themselves, and and that's a that's a tough uh, milestone to hit. uh, Sure is. But that's that's a loss of independence. I can't go to church. I can't go to the grocery store. I can't go to the pharmacy when i want to go um and in some cases i can't go at all because i don't have a family member or a friend to to help to get me there and so while our cats is not uh, does not fill a complete public transportation void in our community we are focused on trying to provide those basic uh, levels of transportation and to your point of of socialization it's even as basic as when i get on the vehicle there may be four other uh, folks riding with me that day. They may right. be going to different destinations, but it allows me to have communication just while we're on the vehicle. Right. Oh, where are you going today? Oh, I, I'm going to, to Walmart, or I'm going to the YMCA, or wherever it may be. Yeah. Uh, so there's socialization as in as simple of a place as just climbing onto
1: the, the vehicle with the other riders. Yeah, you know, one of the things we know in healthcare, as you well know, is um, that there are many different um, uh, determinants of health, uh, of which social components, uh, a social component of of health is 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 equally as important as the physical aspects of health. And so, I applaud uh, the work that you all are doing um, in 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 the Randolph senior adults, and particularly for helping support these um, types of socializations. I have a question for you, though. Now, RCATS is unique uh, to to you all, um, to to the Randolph Senior Adults Association, but uh, every county in North Carolina has access to a similar type senior resource organization. Is that right? That's
2: correct. Um, th- there's, They may have a slightly different name, and we're Randolph Senior Adults Association. Right. I believe uh, Guilford County is Senior Resources. Uh, right. so th- there may be different names, but organizations that their sole purpose is to serve the needs of the senior adult population, which by the way, Trent, at least in Randolph County, the senior adult population is the fastest growing demographic in our community. Wow. It is significant. There are, you know, the baby boomer uh, segment uh, is such a large uh, population. And so every day we have seniors turning 55, sixty two sixty five uh, whatever whatever measure you want to use to consider senior adults uh, and they're they're asking for services, whether it be meal program activities, transportation, uh, maybe they want to go on one of our day trips that we do uh, three to four times a month uh, and so it it's it's really important um, but yes, every county, um in north carolina has some uh, organization non organization that's focused on uh, supporting senior adults
0: hi friends it's your host ryan biagini i'd like to take a moment to encourage you to learn more about the wide variety of resources that randolph senior adults association provides across randolph county in central north carolina all the programs the organization provides are for individuals 50 years and older so more than likely you or someone you know might benefit from them. Be sure to visit their website www.senioradults.org for more information. Now let's get back to the conversation.
1: So Mark, you know, one of the other services that you mentioned um, was Our Place Adult Daycare. Can you talk a little bit about that too?
2: Absolutely. Um, Our Place Adult Daycare, I like to think of it's one of our best-kept secrets that we don't want to be a secret. Uh, It is is a a center located in Asheboro on Far Street, uh, right next to the our daily bread uh, soup kitchen that many people are familiar with. And it is designed to provide support to individuals 18 years of age and older who still live at home with family, but either due to a physical or a mental disability, are unable to stay at home during the day by themselves. So um, the family has an individual, Could again, could be a, a younger person, could be um, an older person, could be someone that is still living at home with, with family, but the family works during the day and they're able to, co- to come in. They, they, we offer our cats to adult daycare, so if they don't have transportation, they can ride in that way. We provide them with a breakfast and a lunch with a snack and again, activities. Uh, And then again, back to your point, the most critical thing is the socialization because they're there around other individuals. Even if their family felt like they could be at home alone during the day, would that be the desired atmosphere for them to spend all day every day at home by themselves? Now they're in in a setting where they're able to interact with others uh, participate in activities, get nutritious meals, and then uh, and transportation to and from if they need that. Uh, we're uh, licensed by the state to serve uh, to serve up to twenty individuals at, at any given time. Uh, we currently have capacity uh, for individuals. Now, I will point out uh, our place adult daycare is does not provide uh, medical services. Uh, it's mostly social right uh, and so if if you have a loved one that needs medical care they may be beyond um the level of service that we can provide but we would be happy to have staff uh meet with the family member caregiver and the the individual
1: to see if our place would be a fit for them um to spend their day you know but but even more importantly mark as i'm, as I'm listening to you talk uh, about uh, our place um Adult daycare is. It serves this sort of dual purpose. Not only is it great for socialization of the participants, but it also, I suspect, gives an incredible peace of mind to people who are otherwise caring for these individuals outside of the adult day, uh the, the adult day health program.
2: It really does. I I think that it, whether you're caring for your your parent that lives you know has moved in with you or. Maybe this is a younger person with a type of disability uh, that to be able to go to work or to go to school, maybe you're continuing your education and to know that your loved one is being cared for uh, and and is also benefiting because of the socialization and nutritious meal. Um, All of those are are pluses for the participant as well as the family member. Um, We've used the word a lot today, independence. Well, in this case, it's independence for the family member
1: mm-hmm.
2: who um, may may not be able to work if it meant they had to stay at home and care for their loved one or may not be able to continue to further their education at a community college or, or university because right. they would need to be home with grandma. And so in this case, they know their loved one's being cared for, being uh, well um uh, fed and and getting socialization, and so they can go and do the things they need to do, uh, and have that independence themselves.
1: So you know, Mark, one of the things we haven't talked about though you have alluded to um, is uh, the fact that you know Randolph County is is a is a bedroom community, as part of a larger urban area, right? A larger metropos- metropolitan metropolitan uh, uh, statistical area. Um, and, um, but yet it has a unique set of needs. One of them you mentioned is sort of a lack of countywide transportation, but is, are there different considerations for, um, what you all do every single day in support of seniors, um, across Randolph County compared to, you know, what the needs may be in a more urban community? I'm just really curious about that.
2: Very good point, Trent. The um, uh, Randolph County is a, a rural community. Um, there, there's no way around that. Um, uh, farming and agriculture is one of the primary industries in uh, our our community. It's also a very large county. It's 800 square miles. It's it's wow. enormous. It's uh, it's it's I, you know, my thoughts go out to uh, the sheriff's department, uh, fire safety, EMTs that have to cover that much territory. But that does contribute to some challenges as opposed to a more metro or urban community. First of all, we go back to um, your topic of socialization. If I've grown up and spent my entire life on a farm with 50 acres, my nearest neighbor may be a mile down the road. And so the ability to have that close neighbor to check on me or to interact with in a rural community is not always there. Um, so that, that can be one of the challenges. The other thing with a rural community is there are likely going to be fewer organizations, such as hospice and senior adults, to provide services. Uh, you, you're, you know, even even uh, a community like Greensboro or Winston-Salem, they're going to have more organizations and agencies dedicated to serving those needs than you will in a rural community. Uh, you talked about earlier does every county have a senior adults association and and yes we do but you know in our community th- there may be one whereas in a more metro or urban setting there may be multiple that are all uh, rowing in the same direction to right. provide service to, to seniors so those are a couple of the challenges that we have in in the rural community
1: right you know the one thing I will make mention of uh, very quickly, um, we, we talked a little bit about the boomer population, and as I've listened to you talk about the the various types of of engagements that you all provide, yoga, technology classes, you know, the boomers represent a, a really interesting uh, generational shift as we've moved from caring for the silent generation to caring for the caring for and supporting the boomer generation. You know, they have they are a group. Um, a segment of our population that that sort of came of age in an information era. So they have uh, they they have typically been, and typically are a very well informed uh, group of our population and 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 along with that comes some pretty exacting standards of what they expect. From any number of organizations that they'll be connected with. And so I really appreciate the fact that you all are responding, um, you know, in good with with great intent um, on, you know, providing programming that meets the needs and expectations of the current generation that you're caring for. So thank you for that.
2: Yeah, one of the one of the things that we talked about earlier, for example, basic computer skills and th- challenges that, that, um, that, that, that may create. Um, but one of the things we try to do here in, at Randolph Senior Adults is every day in one of those five centers, we should be asking a senior, what is it that you would like for us to offer that we're not offering today? Right. And, you know, it could be something that if, if, if it's, if it's something that one person wants, I'm not sure that we can pull that off. But if, if we've got five or six individuals that say, I've got this thing called a smartphone and I know I can take photos with it, but I really like to take good photos with it. Right. Or I think I can take a video with it, but I don't really know how to do that. Right. So we, if we don't have somebody on staff that can, can help with that, we will reach out to uh, another partner of ours, Randolph community college, and ask them to provide us an instructor to help us with something like how to use a smartphone more effectively to take photos. Right. Um, And so we're very fortunate because we've been in the community for 48 years that we have these types of partnerships throughout the the community that when we need assistance like Cooperative Extension for Cooking Classes or, or Randolph Community College for Education or Hospice where we can Partner together on caregiver support. Right. That we have the, those relationships already established um, to to serve seniors in whatever capacity they're interested uh, in going.
1: Right, Mark. This has been so insightful. I want to thank you for being with me today and for sharing with our listeners um, a lot of information that I bet many of them likely did not know or even you know think about readily you all provide an incredible wealth of support to a, to a, a really broad population of of folks uh, within randolph county and i couldn't be more thankful and we appreciate the opportunity to work with you all um as we leave out our conversation today mark is there anything that you'd like to tell our listeners that we did not sh- that you didn't have an opportunity to share today
2: again, Trent, thanks so much for for having me uh, on your podcast it's It's been great to be a part of this. Uh, yeah, I would simply say to the senior adult demographic, you are of great value to to each of us and to to our communities. You are a wealth of knowledge and uh, expertise. you've been through many of the challenges that that we've we're yet to face and so we thank you for for um, all of your service in uh, could be just in the in the industry and, and what you've done for your livelihood. It could be in the military. It could be in raising your families and, and ta- in and providing for your community. You have value to us, and I think that the you you will find that places like hospice, Randolph Senior Adults, have value to you. And so we would encourage you that when when um, maybe you don't know much about our organization, we would invite you to reach out. If you would like to come in and let us give you a tour, uh, we would be happy to do that in Archdale and in Asheboro and in Liberty and in Randleman and at adult daycare. Uh, we would we would love to, to add you to our list of seniors that we get to, to interact with every day. And if you're someone who's caring for a senior that maybe is not able to get out and about but you think they could benefit from uh, a nutritious meal or other services, please reach out to us through our phone number, our website. We would be happy to talk with you um, about maybe how we can care for your loved one. But again, Trent, thanks so much for having me. It's it's my pleasure. And thank you for the partnership that Hospice has with Randolph Senior Adults.
1: It's been just a great pleasure, Mark.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the E-Series. We're excited about our upcoming episodes, highlighting a variety of incredible guests from our community. Up next, the executive director of Senior Resources of Guilford, Ellen Whitlock, joins Trent for a conversation, exploring the various services provided by her organization and the various ways Senior Resources has partnered with Hospice of the Piedmont. Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts so that you'll receive a notification as each episode publishes. Until then, I'm Ryan Biagini, and this has been the E-Series.